Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. December football, boys. It's the fourth quarter of the NFL season. The Vikings are still the sixth seed in the conference with three very important games. I feel like the wind has been taken uh, taken out of Vikings fan sales a little bit here with the last two weeks. The, the weird 3 nothing win over the Raiders. Where everyone just kind of left feeling like, hey, I don't know about that. And then the Bengals debacle. So can they get can they get fans feeling good again after this Lions game is the biggest question. Like the last two games have been weird. The The Raiders win was just weird, like three mm-hmm. rip. And, and then the Bengals loss is a thousand percent disappointing. But I guess here's my question. Like that has been this season. So like, what did you expect? I think we all thought when they put together the post-cousin win streak that they were just going to take off but really if you look at the ebbs and flows right like this isn't given where they were at one and four one it's not terrible and two it's not surprising it's been a weird year like like a year ago was this blessed 13 win season right we all talked about not really sustainable you probably shouldn't win 13 games so I guess my question for fans is like at what point in time did, did you think that what's just been a really roller coaster of a season was was going to get right especially without your quarterback well there's like a, there's a venn diagram here somewhere of i think fans that expected the vikings to go undefeated and score 30 points a game with backup quarterbacks yeah. and then fans who want kevin o'connell on a hot seat because they didn't go 30 points per game with backup quarterbacks like that is a that's like an eclipse of a venn diagram I would say it's uh it's it's two things we always get trapped in as whether it's sports fans or analysts or whatever it is it's assumptions and then also if ands and buts. Those are two things we love to always talk. Well, if Cousins that didn't get hurt, this would be different. If he had a defense, it wouldn't be different. If they didn't uh, blow it in Denver, this would be different. And then the assumption of after they posted the win streak that Judge talked about after Kirk, it was oh they got the easiest part of their schedule. This will be smooth sailing. You, you you just you don't go undefeated. Like you will lose some games that you think you look ahead of your schedule. You, that is not a guaranteed win. So I think it's just a little bit of that, and it is the nature of this wonky Viking season. 
Yeah. And also like, you know, there's, I think what's hard to grapple with now is even if they go three and oh or two and one and they get to the playoffs, they can still win the division, which is crazy. It's hard not to look over at the 49ers and the Ravens and, right. and the dolphins when they're healthy. And like these other teams that are just very clearly a class or two above where the Vikings are at. Like I just, it w- it would take some sort of miracle to be rolling into two or three road destinations on your playoff journey and knock off a team like San Francisco. So part of me, and we're going to do a mock at the end of this episode. Nice. Part of me is already like looking toward to when's the senior bowl. When's the, <laughs> when do all these big mock drafts come out and I'm looking ahead. So I'm, I've got one foot in each bucket, really interested to see how they finish out this season. Also really interested to see what the next six months look like. We're going to get to a state of the offense conversation here, boys presented in part by our friends over at summit orthopedics. So if you're on the injured list this week, you're dealing with a back, you're questionable maybe to make it into work or make it to your game, whatever it is. Uh, Summit Orthopedics is here to help you. No referrals are needed. Same-day appointments are available. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m., 25 locations in the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. Also, uh, our friends at Zero Res are offering you a chance to have a clean home for a reasonable price. So you got holiday gatherings coming up here. Wouldn't it be great to just get that zen feeling over the next couple of weeks? Maybe it's January that you schedule something after the holidays and you have a clean, a deep cleaned house. Well, Zero Res has a 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google with 17,000 reviews. If you call Zero Res today or go to the website, you can get three rooms zero resified starting at just $129 when you ask for the Score North special. So ask them specifically for the Score North special at 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same, zero res. Offense categories. Where do they rank in some key categories here? Yards per play, 10th. So still a top 10 yardage in terms of yards per play offense, even after you know six weeks of backup quarterbacks. Points per game, 21st. So 21st in scoring offense. Not good. Expected points added, so sort of an analytical measurement, 14th, and then DVOA, another analytical measurement, 21st. Hmm. So just kind of in that 10th to 21st range mm-hmm. with with some of these categories. Um, just your overall thoughts on, like this team with the defensive letdowns here at the ends of these games, like this team has gone from being offense first, defense hang on, to being defense first, offense, can you give us anything? I feel like. Yeah, and it's um, certainly weighed down by offensively the fact that Kirk Cousins has now been out since what week? What was that? Nine against the Packers. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, you've started three quarterbacks behind him. Three quarterbacks. You're on your fourth. It's a franchise record. Like, like this is this is as Vikings as you can possibly get. And the fact that Kirk got hurt is no one's fault. So that's not like a self inflicted wound, guys get hurt we've seen a ton of quarterbacks go down now where i will say there's some questionable decisions is this um the run game like when we saw i i mean i don't know how much longer a lot of people including the fan base or or much of it had to call for ty chandler should be playing more and o'connell 
and I'm going, you know, it's his, it's his baby, so I'm going to blame him. O'Connell seemed reluctant, hesitant, didn't want to play him. Um, now, when you take Cousins and Jefferson out of the lineup and off the field for an extended period of time, it's going to create problems, no question about it. However, I will say I can't help but feel like the run game, you guys, has been wasted a bit because, you know, by a lot of metrics, as much as fans say, well, the offensive line sucks. Uh, no, it actually doesn't suck or, or it has not consistently been bad. And the run actually blo- blocking has been good. So I guess if I'm looking to fault O'Connell for something offensively, it is the, from a personnel standpoint, it's the hesitation to make a move that a lot of people said, you know, Ty Chandler's got, got a burst that Madison does not have. That's where I would fault him and say, why didn't you at least experiment with this far more heavily long ago? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we will get to a little more Ty Chandler fodder here too, in this state of the offense, but I'd love to start you guys with a positive category here. All right. We're going to celebrate someone here that maybe hasn't been celebrated enough on this show with all the other topics and discussion points. So category number one is Jordan Addison is on pace to have one of the, I would say, three or four best rookie receiver seasons in Vikings history. Now you get the extra game, so he will he will get, you know, a 17th game, whereas Justin Jefferson played 16, Randy Moss played 16. So right now, without playing any of the three remaining games, Jordan Addison is third all-time in uh, receptions by a rookie wide receiver with the Vikings. Jefferson had 88 in his rookie season. Randy Moss had 69, and Jordan Addison has 62. So he will likely jump over Randy Moss in terms of receptions. For yardage, Let's. so he's at 824 right now. I think he gets to 1,000. He'll get to 950 or 1,000 almost certainly, unless there's an injury or something. So let's let's give him 170 more yards and get him to 1,000. He would then become the third wide receiver, rookie wide receiver in Vikings history to hit 1,000 yards in his rookie year behind only Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss. Uh, touchdowns, he's at nine. That's currently third best without any more touchdowns behind Randy Moss's 17 as a rookie. And Sammy White had 10 touchdown receptions as a rookie. Yep. So he is putting together, it's not Jefferson or Moss level stuff here, but he's putting together one of the great wide receiver seasons for a rookie in Vikings history. And he's proving why the, uh, why holding on to that pick and taking him was the exact right thing. Like he has done, I think for the most part, aside from the, the uh, speeding thing off the, the field, driving too fast on, 94 i think for the most part he has done everything that you could possibly ask and he is a dynamic player too Mm -hmm. like like you look at you look at the two touchdown catches against the Bengals. those were plays i mean those were big league bleeping plays both probably irresponsible passes um and certainly the second one on which Mullins was being screamed at throw the ball away and he heaved it up and i don't know how jordan caught it but yeah this is for 2023 going into 24, um, this is a pretty nice thing to have. Jefferson, Addison. Uh, Jefferson is clearly one of the best in, in the league, but I think I'd be doing Jordan a service to, to say, like, well, he's a definite two. Now he's probably like a 1B, and he could be. I mean, he eventually, if he's not not now, would be a 1A on a lot of teams. So I So offensively, 
and it's not, again, because of injuries, all the team's fault. Offensively, they're probably not categorically where we would like to see them right now, you guys. But I will say this. The future, if this is done right, and it appears that personnel-wise, they're on the right track, the future is pretty damn bright when when instead of, of saying, well, perhaps KJ can be the second guy, right? Perhaps this guy yeah. can be the second. You now go into training camp next season with a definitive one and two, and they are two really good players. We, we're in the era of where like wide receivers are obviously thriving. So it's what Jordan Addison is doing, and this is not a knock on Addison, um, we're seeing wide receivers have huge years and the numbers he's put up, like it's just been incredibly quiet. It seems like, doesn't it? Like it just doesn't feel like he has those, those type of numbers, even though he hasn't like made the explosive impact, like a Jefferson, a Percy Harvin, Randy Moss did in their rookie season. I mean, comparing to those three guys specifically, but I think what I do like about it is he has stretched fields. You look at the touchdowns he has scored this year. They're from 62, 60, 39, 37, 20, 20 like they're all mm-hmm. big time plays that is that that was kind of the missing piece of this offense was a guy that can stretch the field and a guy who has getaway speed and Jordan Addison has that so that was kind of the missing layer because obviously Hawkinson you know is is the safety blanket and he can get you know eight nine yards no problem Justin Jefferson can get open he gets separation but the missing piece was a just burner and Jordan Addison has given the Vikings that in his rookie season. Yeah, I mean, Adam Thielen was still technically the number two targeted receiver last year. His long catch for the season was 36 yards. Yep. Yeah, and that's then what they were looking for. KJ Osborne had a, a 66-yarder at one point, but it was basically outside of Justin Jefferson, it was really hard to find 20, 30, 40, 50-yard chunk plays. And Jordan Addison's come in here, and he's added that dynamic. I'll give you another real quick here in terms of like where his season stacks up. So the last 10 years in the NFL, there's been... 12,000 yard rookie wide receivers. That includes Puka Nakua with the Rams, who is already at 1,100 yards on the season. 87 catches, 1,100 yards in that offense. So Addison, if he gets there, would be the 13th receiver, rookie receiver in the last decade to go over 1,000 yards. Uh, and I think even at nine touchdowns, there's only three guys with double-digit touchdowns. So he, it is one of the it's, – it's not quite like, again, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or even Odell Beckham Jr.'s rookie year. It's not quite right. that level, but it is a really, really impressive rookie wide receiver season. Usually it takes guys, unless you're you know, on that top – it might take a guy a year or two or three to kind of really come into his own and be a 1,000-yard receiver, but not, Justin, not uh, Jordan Addison so far. Um. Category number two for you. I think this will open up a treasure trove of discussion here and hindsight. Red zone failures have been the difference in the season for the Vikings. And I'm going to bring some some data for you. So the Vikings we've talked about have five turnovers on the goal line, which I, I can't imagine any other team has turned the ball over in the end zone or at the goal line five times this year. But here we are. So there's that. They also rank 26th in red zone percentage, which is just the percentage of trips you're converting to touchdowns. Only 47% of trips to the red zone result in a touchdown for the Vikings. Let's start with those goal line turnovers. So they're 21st in scoring offense. If you were to take those five goal line turnovers, the Jefferson outstretched at the pylon in the Eagles game, you had a Kirk Cousins interception at the, I think it was in that same game, had an interception on the goal line. No, uh, that was that was here. That uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, right? Yep. KJ Osborne. Yep. Then you have obviously like Nick Nick Mullins throwing an interception. 
Hilton. Right, right at the uh, end zone. So there's been five of those. And if you take those five goal line turnovers, turn three of them into touchdowns, let's say, not even like five touchdowns. Let's give three touchdowns and two field goals. So that's an extra 27 points. If you tack on those 27 points, especially in those situations, some of those were really close games. I think it's probably three additional wins minimum. So they'd be 10 and four instead of seven and seven. And those 27 points would take them from 21st in scoring average to 12th in scoring average with backup quarterbacks playing half the season for them. So like, don't, don't underestimate those goal line turnovers as a huge reason why they're not a nine or a 10 win team already with three games to go and why they're not a fringe top 10 scoring offense. Yeah. Well, and, and then look at, uh, so Mullen's first pick, which was picked off by Hilton, which Nick threw into double coverage for Jefferson. And then the second God awful pick is really close to being in the red zone itself. So yeah, I, they have, they have continually through really some bad mistakes and dumb plays shot themselves in the foot. There is no question. And and we could actually get into as well, like if if we're go- going down the path of the red zone play calling as well, we could also get get into what they do or don't do there. Like there are <laughs> there are areas where Kevin O'Connell and his staff, I think, are going to sit down w- when they do their self analysis, right in January or so. There is a lot of things to go through, like ball security, which by the way you do work on. Like this is an inordinate amount. If if you cost yourself a game or two, that's a problem. But it's like okay, it's a game or two. Let's let's calm down. To what you just said, Phil, this is a issue. Like this this needs to be fixed. It can't be be like I hope we don't get unlucky next year. I mean Jefferson stretching the ball yeah. out. I get what he's doing, and T Higgins did the same thing and scored. But like that is a that is a monumental gaffe. So. And then I think what, when you look at O'Connell's play calling as well, like are they doing the most they can possibly do? The red zone is a consolidated area. Like you are in a phone booth trying to score a touchdown now. Defenses are – everyone is packed together. Are you doing the smartest things that you can possibly do to score? Because, you know, it's not well, right. Running the ball would be really helpful down there, yes. right? And they they can barely run the ball in. They What do they have, like four, three or four rushing well, touchdowns, not counting Josh Dobbs? And guess who scored a touchdown in the red zone last Saturday? Ty Chandler did. Yep. So, yes, there's a lot of things here that I don't think can be just called flukes. Yes, the ball security thing is unfortunate, but there's a lot to be fixed here, and that is a fascinating stat because, to your point, that's the difference between a division title and potentially missing the playoffs. Yeah. Football is such just a situational sport, and – if you're good at situational things, it makes life so much easier. That's where, like, the, the Vikings defense, Brian Flores, has done a great job of just an overhead view of fixing this defense. No one is denying that. But the fourth quarter warts this last few weeks have been awful, right? Like, it's kind of diminished what he has been able to do on defense because he's allowed Justin Fields to drive down. He's allowed the Bengals with Jake Browning to drive down, right? Like, it's a situational thing. And when you look at the three best teams in red zone percentage this year in the NFL— San Francisco, Miami, Buffalo, teams that just are really good at scoring touchdowns, and San Francisco obviously being the best team in the NFL, that's why they're number one in red zone percentage too. So there's so many little things that go into it, and I again, I don't like to get too much into if, ands, and buts, but I will say the red zone thing has been just an absolute self-sabotage of the 2023 Vikings this season. 
This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Well, you so let's let's pick two of those teams that as so you said 49ers, Bills, and then who was the third team? Miami. In Miami. Well, my, Miami is explosive in all areas, but yeah. just for for Buffalo and San Francisco in the red zone. And this is just kind of anecdotal. San Francisco is great at running the ball. And they've got one of the all-time great running backs. They've got one of the all-time great systems for just causing confusion among the defense, but at the end of the day, their offensive line is going to do enough to open up enough gaps for Christian McCaffrey to slither his way through, right? Um, so Christian McCaffrey, I think, leads the NFL in total touchdowns, and a lot of those are rushing. So that's that's why they get in the red zone. They can run it in. The Vikings, I looked this up. So let's take Josh Dobbs three rushing touchdowns away. It is, that's why it is nice to have a mobile quarterback, by the way, because... No, we found out it's also nice to have a pocket passing guy. If you could have both, a guy that can make some throws in the pocket and get out and run. So yep. take Dobbs three touchdowns away for a second rushing. The Vikings have three other rushing touchdowns, two by Ty Chandler, one by Cam Akers. Their starting running back, who's carried the ball 168 times this year, Alexander Madison, has zero <laughs> rushing touchdowns. And you wonder why your red zone... Offense is garbage, Ugh. and some of it's offensive line, some of it's scheme. You know, the Buffalo Bills just discovered their running game for the first time, which is great. And James Cook's been amazing, especially last week. But they have a quarterback, Josh Allen, who's one of the most athletic freaks in the in the entire league. He has 11 rushing touchdowns. So at least, like, the, the Bills, who are not up until, like, two weeks ago, have not been a great running team. Once they get inside the 20, they've got a quarterback that can either find someone with his arm or 11 different times can just run a ball in from like the eight yard line and dive into the end zone. So the Vikings have not had either one of those two things in the red zone. I'd love to see Madison's statistics as well, like carries and touches within like the five, because it feels like he certainly had chances. Like he has not been iced out. Um, but yeah, that's a huge thing. That's, that's a huge thing. And, you know, quite frankly, and yeah, it would, it would have been a tough catch, but you're paid to make it the Hawkinson play against the Chargers. You know, mm-hmm. that's a tough catch, but you also are now one of the highest game winner, paid. right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, that, that's the type of thing. And the one, the Dobbs one that comes to mind of a possession the Vikings get a field goal on or don't score in the red zone is the Dobbs-Saints touchdown where he where he spun away and made that great run and scored. That's yeah. the type of thing. I don't know you score that touchdown if he does not make that, that play because he was about to be sacked in that case, and he's just fast enough and elusive enough to get away from it. Alexander Madison in the red zone this season has 22 rushing attempts. He has 21 rushing yards. There you go. 22 that's, rushing attempts. Yeah, no, a, so some of it's offensive line, for right? Sure. But, wow, yep. dude. By the way, That's Declan, so great job. Looking that up. Of looking that up. <laughs> nice job. Great. Dude. Fantastic. Exactly. Look at that. Uh, That's really so, interesting. So, Thank Dex, you. you also looked up. Dex is on fire looking stuff up here. 
Uh, 49ers, Dolphins, Bills as the top red zone teams. You know what? Those are teams that are hard because of the reasons we just said. The 49ers, different level with everything. McCaffrey, that ain't Debo. Alex Madison back there. Debo. And then you got the uh, the Dolphins are the fastest team in the NFL. And the Bills, Josh Allen's going to – he's got 11 rushing touchdowns. The Vikings don't have a Josh Allen, okay? Yep. Let's go to the fourth team here. The Chargers and the Lions, by the way, are right there uh, in fifth place. But the Chargers and the Lions are the fourth and fifth best red zone percentage teams. Uh, so let's let's start with the Chargers for a second here. They've converted 65% of their red zone trips into touchdowns, 65%. Vikings are 47%. That's the difference between eight touchdowns. If you take the Vikings 44 trips, yep, an eight touchdown difference. Now I get it. Justin Herbert, athletic, keep keeps plays alive. And I, I would take Justin Herbert over, even over probably a healthy Kirk Cousins. People might debate that, but it's nice to have Justin Herbert. But if the Vikings could convert at the level of the Chargers in the red zone with those eight extra touchdowns, and some of them are swapping out turnovers, some of them are swapping out field goals, let's call it like 40 or 50 more points if you were to convert at that level. You'd be solidly like the seventh or eighth highest scoring offense in the NFL with backup quarterbacks for half your season. Yep. You know? So and And last year, in a season in which they won 13 games, the Vikings touched on efficiency in the red zone, 63.2%, eighth. Yep. So, yep. So again, it's some of it's on, like, of course, because you have backup quarterbacks, you're not going to convert touchdowns at, at as high of a rate, but I would say, cool, but you can run the ball for more than 21 yards on 22 carries inside the red well, zone if you're Alexander Madison. Yeah, but to that point, Tampa Bay, the Char- uh, Philadelphia, the Chargers games, those are all with Jefferson and Cousins. Yeah. So like you're like like this point cannot be just strictly attributed to once Kirk got hurt, it it went in the tank. They were shooting themselves in the foot in a one and four start in which their star receiver and starting quarterback were both playing. Yeah. And if you look around the league, okay, teams that are that are ahead of the Vikings by a large percentage in red zone conversions. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are 10 slots above the Vikings. Well, they've used four quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. They dusted off Joe Flacco, for God's sakes, (laughs) off his couch. And now he's going to he's going to lead them into the playoffs. So, you know, again, scheme, offensive line, running game, quarterback. There's there's all sorts of members of this pie chart to blame. But the red zone problems have been the biggest thing to shipwreck them. Uh, Okay, next category here. Ty Chandler, let's go back to him for a second, in case people didn't hear this a couple days ago. Just to illustrate, Ty Chandler compared to Alexander Madison. And I don't think Alexander Madison should be benched forever. He shouldn't be, like, deactivated. Like, there's a role for him. It's kind of like the role he played behind Dalvin Cook. Mm A couple times a half, bring him on in, get him, you know, five to seven carries maybe. But it should be a fraction of the carries of the starting running back and, and touches and targets, right? So yards per touch and this is Madison the last two years versus Chandler in his, his really his only year. I think he played like, he got like six carries in the last game last year. So let's just say Chandler this year, Madison last two years, Chandler 5.1 yards per touch, Madison 4.3 explosive play rate. So 15 yard gains per touch. Ty Chandler, 8% Alexander Madison, 4%. So he's double the explosive play rate. And then if you look at their current PFF grade for this season, out of 61 qualified running backs, Alexander Madison is 53rd out of 61. Ty Chandler is 13th out of 61 qualified running backs. 
I don't know what more evidence you need Explain to see this. at this point. Explain this to me. Explain this. I don't this. know what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is a a head scratcher. This is one of the biggest head scratchers of. I don't know what's going through O'Connell's head, mind in his t- two years here. Yeah, like. Like they're okay. Like a year ago, why didn't you fire Donatel? Well, he could have said, "Well, who am I going to replace him with at this point?" Right? Like, like, like you can you can rationalize even if the original decision is terrible. You can rationalize things away. This one I can't. This one I don't know. And and the only the only pieces of the puzzle on this reckless speculation Thursday that I can put together is this goes back to training camp and the preseason. We basically, and by the we, I mean the royal we, the Vikings fan base, has been on the Chandler bandwagon since the first preseason game in Seattle when he was really damn good. And, like, mm-hmm. you could see, and you know what? Phil and I, Dex, we saw him in practices, and, you know, he looked fine. He looked okay, but it wasn't. But he played in that game. Lights come on. This dude has a blast step. And what happens? Immediately after the game, O'Connell's like, well, we need to see this every day. We, we can't just In see practice. this when, yeah, the, when lights the lights are on. When, and, when the lights and, come on in that right. preseason game, pressure yeah. packed. And so I said, <laughs> so so a couple of days after in the press conference, I asked him, I said, like, what's up with that? Like, like you were like, are you not seeing things? Because you like you don't make a, an eternal optimist, which I think publicly KOC is. You don't make yeah. that comment unless something bothers you. And he tried to downplay it. But I think he didn't, whatever he saw, whatever he didn't approve of, whatever he didn't like has been a problem here. Um, And I don't know what that that is, but that's the only, and it's a hard one, rationalization that I can use. But to to your Madison point, Phil, okay, and I've agreed with you, and I think this is right. Okay, he could still be a third down back. But here's what I really don't get. And I know he's a pro. Like, he is a pro. He works hard. No one's questioning that. But he should be a poor man's Chester Taylor, and he's not even that or even close because he doesn't catch that well. Correct. So I, yeah, yes. So like, so I, I really the only thing I can think of is that there was some type of bias about Chandler that we don't know about that Kevin O'Connell didn't like, and he didn't play him until he was absolutely forced to. That does not absolve the decision. I think I think a lot of it was pass protection because that's it. Obviously, when you especially when you when you have Kirk Cousins and Nick Mullins are going into the season, those are your two main quarterbacks until both guys got hurt and then Dobbs came in. Those guys aren't going to move away from pressure as as easily. So you need your running backs to be able to step up, identify who they're supposed to be picking up, right? Absolutely. And we saw some of that go awry in practice during training camp with our own sort of semi-trained eyes with Ty Chandler. But he's gotten better at that throughout the year. I'm just look. I'm I'm using eye test and pro football focus here. But in the past, protection snaps they really shielded him early in the year. In fact, through the first nine weeks of the season, he was only on the field for five pass protection snaps. Five in the first nine yeah. weeks. So they yeah. shielded him from that. Now, yeah. out of necessity, you know, needing an explosive weapon and Alexander Madison's injuries, he's been out there now for 26 pass protection snaps where he's had to actually pick up somebody. And his grades over the last five weeks are 79 in week 10 out of 100 on PFF. This is just pass protection. Then, he's, then, he's, he, then he allowed two pressures and two quarterback hits the next week against Denver 
for a 27 grade. Then against Chicago, it was back up, back up to 78, no pressures. Then against uh, the, uh, the Raiders, it was 50, so he allowed one pressure in six of those attempts. Last week, because he, he was the bell cow guy last week, he was out there for 10 pass protection snaps where he's not running a route. He's in there. Zero pressures in 85 grade out of 100. So he's, I know we're like getting really in the weeds here, but no, the, thing, the thing that prevented him from getting on the field early in the season, he's getting a lot better at, and he's more explosive than Alexander Madison when he gets the ball. So there, well, there are no more reasons at this point that he shouldn't just be the starting and lead running back. But it's also on you as a coach to like, make up for that to a certain point. If you don't, if you don't want to use Ty Chandler on third down, I totally get it. Okay. Like Adrian Peterson was not used at times because he could, but here's what I don't get is like, it's your job to say, because it doesn't, you don't got to watch a lot of film to say, okay, 32 has got a, got a step. The two does not. Right. But why wouldn't you have used at some point in time, or at least mixed in on first or second down 21 personnel? Uh, and and used uh, football CJ Ham with Ty Chandler and a tight end Jefferson like that, Addison. Yeah. But I mean, why why wouldn't you use like like it's football. not well, the Dolphins? Do well, and and look, if you don't think Ham can play, which they clearly do think he can play, like I I just again I can't get my head around this because twenty one personnel seems like like the answer on first or second down to have. CJ Ham play the, you know, go back. Tony the Richardson Dolphins, roll. The Dolphins roll. run more. Tw- the Dolphins run on, on first down when it's, you can just choose whatever. This is, you know, on third and two, you're kind of, you have to, dic- you're dictated by down and distance. On, <clears throat> excuse me, on first down, the Dolphins run 21 personnel 55% of the time. The yeah. Niners run at 47% with okay. kind of a hybrid, like, a, like use check is, 21 is two backs, a tight end, and then two receivers. The The Vikings, in terms of putting two backs on the field, only 10% of the time on first down do they put two backs. And it's usually C.J. Ham plus either Madison or I'm assuming Chandler. So interesting. We just got way in the weeds there. One more Football. thing, and then we'll get to a random Viking. For the last category, I do want to shout out Ed Ingram. He has not been perfect, and he is by no means like one of the best guards in the NFL. But he is notably better in pass protection compared to last year. So, And it's funny because he still has the third most pressures allowed of any guard. Part of it's because he's durable and doesn't miss games, too. So he's gonna, he's, he is going to be out there for more opportunities. But last year, he allowed 63 pressures for the season. This year, only 36. On a per-game basis, he's gone from four pressures allowed per game to two and a half. So your quarterbacks thank you, Ed Ingram, for getting better in pass protection. Dalton Reisner, by the way, out of 85 qualified guards, just overall PFF grade is 58th out of 85, and he's 70th in run blocking. And he's a free agent, too, so they they might be going back to the the guard drawing board (laughs) a little bit for that left guard spot going into 2024, but we'll see. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think a couple of weeks ago, I saw that Ezra Cleveland was going to fill in at tackle for the Jags. Getting so he, that's definitely you know, what he wanted. Yep. Yep, and he'll be a free agent, and maybe he'll kind of pitch being a – I think at this point in your career, you're probably a guard if you're Ezra Cleveland because it's been since college since you played tackle. But, you know, 
Probably not coming back to the Vikings. Big payday if you can play tackle, though. Oh, he would love it. I'm just saying, yeah. if you're if you're a team, are you going to go out and say, yeah, this guy who is okay at guard, we're going to move him out to tackle for the first There's time? There's some dumb teams out there. You never do know. He'll <laughs> try and say he, he was miscast as a guard and is actually a better tackle. Yeah. And maybe, That's what I would say if I was trying to get 10% uh, of his. If you are his agent? <laughs> if I was trying to get 10% of the rake on that contract, I'd be like, you don't Hell understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, before we get to a random Viking of the week here, our friends at Prize Picks are bringing your gifts early this year with the 12 days of Pixmas. The 12 days of Pixmas Ooh. starting in December, uh, or I should say it started in December, and uh, there's a new promotion every day. So like Phoenix Suns' Kevin Durant only needs one point on Christmas Day, for example, to make you a winner when placing an NBA entry. So you can get in. You just need now... Kevin Durant has gotten hurt before in games, so you want to make sure that he gets a bucket before Thank he gets hurt, but... With prize picks, you can win up to 25 times your money this football season specifically. Select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You can even do mix and matches with basketball and football. You could do like LeBron James and Travis Kelsey with a combo of 10.5 three-pointers made and receptions. There's all sorts of fun things you can do with that prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com slash purpledaily and use the code purpledaily for a first deposit match up to $100, prizepicks.com slash purpledaily with the code purpledaily for a first deposit match up to $100. Also, it's weight loss season, and Livia is at the top of our list for places to help you hit your goal, Judd. New year means a new you, right? Well, that sports dad a couple of years ago, uh, now down 40 pounds, and guess what? Thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who helped me drop that weight. You can uh, join the team as well and lose that weight. You can shed those unwanted pounds, fit into all those clothes that might not fit now, get off your couch and get into a healthier and happier you by joining a weight loss program that's been uh, voted the best in the state for three years running. That's right. You join now, by the way, you're going to get your first eight weeks for free. How does that sound for New Year's? Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Eight weeks for free. Sports dads like Santa Claus. Livia.com. L-I-V-E-A.com. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com is where your weight loss journey starts. It's almost time for Maya Mackey to come running up the steps, do a big stretch. Oh, boy. (laughs) And then start excitedly asking for her Nutrisource chicken and rice. Nutrisource is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily and Score North, gentlemen. And we love our doggy kids, right? We absolutely mm-hmm. do. Tell mm-hmm. me we do because at 6.30 this morning, that little one, Stella right there, got off the bed and started barking. And yeah. I'm like, I know what you want. Let me sleep. And she said, absolutely not. Get downstairs. It's time for my Nutrisource breakfast. Yeah, sometimes it's hard getting Vin- uh, Vinny is doing this thing, especially late at night, where he wants to go an extra potty break, like right as mom and dad are about to fall asleep. Usually we take him out around like 9, 9.30. It's his last potty break. But he's been waking up like around 11, where he's like, oh, one more time. And then he gets zoomies outside at 11 o'clock. I'm like, hey, buddy, yep. this is a little bit much. Well, guess what can Big get guy. him back in the door? Little new- Hey, 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 little Nutrisource. Hey, come here. Come on. Let's go to bed. Shout out to Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, where you can find a Nutrisource retailer like a Chuck and Don's somewhere near you. So, okay, random Viking of the Week time here, where we put our heads together in a clash of historical wits. Declan will be throwing out the clues today. 
because I beat him on Colin Leffler, longtime Vikings that was his name. long snapper. I, I, I wrote down in my notes long snapper because I, I forgot his name. So Colin Leffler. I would say he's the most notable, second second most notable yeah, long snapper Morris. in Vikings history. <laughs> behind Absolutely. The yep. Absolutely. The disrespect that Declan gives to the long snapper here is really disturbing. Uh, in the new era, I have 11 points. Judd has 10. Declan has 5. All time before we started competing all three against each other, Judd had 62 or has 62 all-time wins. Declan, 31 all-time wins. I have 18 all-time wins. So Declan's going to throw out some clues. Uh, Judd and I can throw out to three incorrect guesses before we are eliminated as we compete against each other. If one of us hits that third, we're out. The other person wins automatically. Colin Leffler, Brett Favre, Willie Offord, Michael Jenkins, and Amir Smith-Marset are the most recent random Vikings. So here we go. Okay. All right. All right. No first, kidding, no first clue for you guys here. This random Viking was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Went to East Ascension High School in Louisiana, if you guys are familiar with. Uh, oh, great school. New Orleans. Prep, yep. athletics. High ratings. Hmm. This random Viking of the week was a 10th round draft pick. And I'll give you a little bit of an era. It happened in the 90s. Early 90s. I'm going to uh, I'm going to control F here. We've used that person. Yeah, I got to do the same. We've got like 120 all-time random yeah, Vikings. We forget who which ones we've used. <clears throat> this random Viking played in 154 NFL games in his career. He made 82 starts in his NFL career. You did not say he was drafted by the Vikings in the 10th round, correct? I did not say that. He hasn't said that yet. He hasn't quite gone that far yet. Okay. This random Viking of the Week has one fumble recovery in his NFL career. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. (gasps) Oh. Hold on. Interesting. I think I have a guess, but I want, I want to hear one more clue. I just control left something interesting. Hmm. We haven't done this person. I want to add l- them to the list. Double check this here. This random Viking of the week played in seven playoff games. All of them, or excuse me, not all of them, five of them at the Metrodome, both as a member of the Vikings and as an opponent. Played a lot of playoff games at the Dome, some as a Viking, some as an opponent. Is it? I don't think this is right. Is it Jake Reed? Jake Reed. 
he was that that late of a draft pick. Eighty-two starts in one hundred fifty-four games. Sorry. Yeah, and the one fumble recovery thing is interesting yeah, it's, too because uh, it's I, like. No, I think that's I think that's a rope dope right there. But it's but it says something. It says Oh, it does it say something, something, but I think it might not say what I think it means. This random Viking of the week, his lone playoff touchdown did come as a member of the Vikings in the Metrodome. All right, I I got Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second here. Hold on. I got to make sure we haven't done this guy yet. Okay, I don't see him. Is it Darren Sharper? Darren Sharper. Because he'd have more than one fumble recovery, right? Yeah, I think so. This... I think he probably was. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Nope. My bad. One more thing. This random Viking of the week was teammates with Jake Reed. You mentioned Jake Reed. He was teammates with Jake Reed. Okay, I'm going to control one more time here. We have done that person. Yeah, I'm fooling. That's a dumb guess. Five playoff games in the dome. His last NFL game in his career that he played was at the Metrodome. And it was in the playoffs. Well, so they, uh, they were hosted. They would have hosted in. Okay, so that's either in this that year or <laughs> that year. No. What do you played that long? This random Viking of the week played. You played for this. I know you played for. <laughs> played in forty-five games with the Vikings. I mentioned 154 total, 45 of those games, regular season, by the way, are with the Vikings. Okay. <laughs> um, no, dude, it's not him. There's no way it's him. I'm going to kick myself. Okay. Did he play with Jake Reed with the Vikings? Yeah. Did he play with Jake Reed somewhere else, too? I'm double-checking that right now. I'm going to add. He did. Todd Bauman. Todd Bauman. St. Cloud's proud. No, it's not Todd Bauman. He probably recovered more than one fumble himself, right? Quarterback, because he played enough. I know, I know. I'm on it right now. I know 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 a secondary team that this person played for, and I can't. Wait, so he played with Jake Reed in Minnesota and elsewhere. Correct. Okay, one fumble recovery. This random Viking of the week. Get ready to shout out if you know the answer. Caught okay. touchdowns from the following quarterbacks. Randall Cunningham, Brad Johnson, Jeff Blake. Aaron Brooks, Jeff Hostler. Hostetler? Hostetler. Hostetler. 
his lone playoff touchdown was caught by from Randall Cunningham in the divisional round of the 98 season. Well, I have I have a another guess too, but let me just control F. No, it's not that one. Oh. He recorded 24 touchdowns in his NFL career. A third guess burns me here though. <clears throat> this random Viking of the week wore the following numbers. This is great, by the way, Dex. 87, 82. Steve, Steve Jordan. Steve Jordan. No! <laughs> it's a tech. It, is it Andrew Glover or. Yeah. God dang okay. It. Andrew Glover. Gosh. Dang Steve it. Jordan was a career Viking, right? I think so. Andrew I had it Glover. F- five or six clues ago, I had it as. Pass catcher, leaning tight end, who played for Saints and Vikings, and couldn't think. I was like, Carl Esther Crumpler, who are their tight ends? Congratulations, Judd. Judd backdoors a victory here. On well, at least I got it after you guessed wrong. So I, no, I you, yeah, you should feel you should feel pretty. I feel good. a little bit like I feel like this it. bit of vindication. Andrew Glover is the win here. Uh, Dex, that was really good. I got to give you credit. That was really good. Well I'm done. just marking it in our notes here. So it'll be my turn next week. Judd picks up, let's see here, his 11th win in the new era, which ties me in his 63rd win all time. Congratulations, Judd. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Uh, presented by our friends over at Federated, this random Viking of the week today. Federated Insurance here to... Uh, Help protect your business looking out on the horizon like a great offensive line so you can sit back there as the quarterback business owner and do your thing. Federated's been around in the state of Minnesota, working with all other states as well, business owners everywhere. Since 1904, based in Owatonna, so they are one of us, so to speak. If you are looking to elevate your business through risk management, Federated is here to help you with that guiding hand. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, we'll save. I, I have a couple mocks for you guys. We can maybe mix them in during Feedback Friday tomorrow. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, that's a wrap on Purple Daily here. State of the offense. Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. So, yeah. <laughs>